What's going on, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the casual conversation with Will and Gary. We really appreciate you coming to hang out with us for a little bit. In this episode, we talk about Gary graduating college. He's growing up. We talk about college itself and both of our personal experiences with college. We also dive into the world of motivation and try to, you know, teach you how to self-motivate yourself and our personal experiences with motivation and overcoming obstacles and trials in your life. Uh, we also talk about books and literature and how they inspire people. So I think we got a good episode lined up for you. Hope you guys get something out of it. And once again, thanks for stopping by. Hope you guys enjoy the show. And what's going on, hello, everybody? Hello. Welcome back to the Casual Conversation Podcast with Will and Gary. That's us. That's us, baby. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it again. We're doing it. Forever. Get used We're to doing it. it. Every week for all of eternity. <laughs> We're doing it. So, back at it again with another episode. I feel like we've been away forever. It's only I been know, a week. It does. It feels. I don't know why. It's kind of strange. I kind of feel like that too. I, I was know. like, man, I, I was. Actually, thinking just a couple of days ago, I was like, "Man, like we haven't been shucking out the podcast, but we're like on schedule." I know, like we, it just feels. I mean, like, we're I don't not know. behind schedule. We just. I, I feel like we haven't done anything. The holiday, the holiday season, it warps that that sense of time. It's a special. It's a yeah. Special I think time. it's because like my work schedule is slightly different. Like I've had more days off than usual, and I worked on a Sunday, so I think that kind of threw me off. Yeah. Like I was off on Monday, so I don't know. I it's can definitely strange. say that these past two weeks, like my sleeping, because like finals and like tests and all kinds of stuff, like I've just, I've been staying up a lot more than I've been sleeping. And so maybe that, that contributes to that. Not good, Gary. You got to get some shut up. <laughs> I know, dude. No, I like last night. Okay. So three days ago, because I had Wednesday off. I had had finals on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, but I had Wednesday off. Yeah. And I slept for 12 hours. That's a good night rest. That's a good night's rest. Dude, because I had been sleeping like three, four, maybe five hours on a good night. Yeah. And I was just like, my brain was needing it. Brain was hurt. The brain needs a good sleep every now they and say then. That, they say that when you go a long time without getting REM sleep, that your your brain will like, it's like, hungry for it and it'll just like keep on getting it so that's uh that's what must have happened during that 12 hours because like i he was starving it, it wasn't like yeah it the wasn't like was I, starving it wasn't like i kept waking up like it was just a solid like boom done those are the best too i know it was amazing i slept i slept nine over nine hours last night i slept pretty good last night actually i fell asleep in the chair or the recliner probably seven thirty or eight Woke up about 10, 10.30, and then went back to the bedroom, stayed up for like an hour, and then went to sleep again for the rest of the night. How often do you fall asleep in the living room? A lot. Really? Yeah. So do you like wake up? I can up? sleep anywhere. Huh? So do you, do you like wake up during the middle of the night and then go to bed? Well, Or do you like it, sleep the night through? If it's super late, sometimes it's different. Like if I wake up and it's two in the morning, then that's where I'm staying. It's like that's a my chosen bed for the night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So, but if Courtney wakes me up and it's like 10, then I'll go back to, to the bedroom. Right on, right on. But dude, if somebody is sleeping, okay, you never tell somebody to go to bed 
if they're sleeping on the couch or in a chair or anything, unless they wake up first. You know, like if I if you see me in the recliner, it's eleven o'clock, and I'm passed smooth out. Don't come over there and shake me and wake me up saying go to bed. I feel like you're speaking to me as if I'm Courtney. Because I've, I've, <laughs> I've chosen my bed for the night, and it's the recliner. If, it, if I'm in a dead sleep, don't come over there and shake me, wake me up and tell me to go to bed. That's so, anywhere. So does Courtney do that to yeah, you? Yeah, she does. Mm-mm-mm. Calling you out, Courtney. Calling you out. She won't listen to this anyway. She doesn't listen to our podcast? No. What? No. You're joking. No. She's mad because we... uh. We hated on her the first episode. She's like boycotting. <laughs> She'll come around one of these days. No, no, she won't. No, probably not. She but, won't. Uh, she might though. No, I saw uh, Courtney came over to the Christmas gathering. I was glad that she came the by. Christmas gathering. You you that had to time. come by a little bit later. You were working. Yeah, that was a Sunday. As they had to work. That was um, kind of- yeah, so I wish I'd have got there earlier. For everybody that doesn't know, which is probably a lot of people, because we didn't have just too many people over. No, not but, really. Was it like ten? Maybe more than that. Yeah, something uh, like that. It's probably like ten, fifteen. Yeah. Um, but we had a Christmas gathering, so I sent out a text probably three, four weeks ago, and was like, "Hey guys, um, I just wanted to give y'all an opportunity to, you know, get together and." And see people we haven't seen in a long time. And we kind of had to do it before the holidays get going because that's like one of the busiest times. Yeah, then everybody would be too busy. Nobody so could come. we decided on December 9th, a Sunday, and we had we had a good turnout. We made a lot of good food. and I, I, I honestly, yeah. <laughs> honestly kind of forgot my course. But hey, I had food there. He for, food. Okay, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not, we're not continuing without we addressing over this. That. No, we're not. So... Gary sends a text and he says, okay, just let me know what you guys want to bring. I'm going to bring mashed potatoes. Wasn't that it? Yeah, something like that. Mashed potatoes and a ham. So the ham, the Christmas ham, is like the main course of the meal. Everybody knows that. The ham. (laughs) Everybody loves ham at Christmas. Ham over turkey. You know, that's just the way it goes. Ham at Christmas. So... (laughs) Of course, everybody shows up with a side dish or dessert, something like that. And we got, like, a ton of food. I mean, like, so many things to eat. And lo and behold, who would have guessed Gary forgot the ham? (laughs) The single most important part of the whole meal, and he forgot it. Basically, he basically ruined Christmas because he forgot the ham. Uh yeah, I have no words for that except that I'm sorry it's to so everybody. No, it matter. To everybody that came over to my house that night and it, did not get ham because everybody was expecting ham and they did sorry. not get it. This ham is the is the single most important. Luckily, we had a rotisserie chicken uh, and it was good and it was good. Thanks, Kate. Not the, not the same as ham. You gotta have the Christmas ham. All right, so we off that. Oh yeah, we're off that. Okay, I just cool. want to say. I no, think I, I made my point clear. I had a really good time, and we did we did a dirty Santa, and it was the dirtiest Santa. No, it wasn't that dirty. Yeah, it was just kind of a little. It was like a mild Santa, yeah. actually. It was a good Santa, though. Oh, dude, it, it was, was really good. It was uh, really fun. What was some What were some gifts? I ended up with a Clue board game. Uh, yeah. Drew Payne ended up, I think he was like a cactus, like a little golden cactus. Yeah, like a little wall ornament of cactus. And then, okay, so yeah. Uh, the stag. This, dude, the stag. Zach ended up with this golden 
I think it was bronze. Bronze. I don't. I don't know. It was. It was. I don't really don't know what it was. It was just a stag. It's like the head of a no, stag. No, the best. The, the best thing that happened though is Whitney's friend. Oh man, I forgot her name. Um, it's is it Jimmy? It's, <laughs> no, no, it's like some, Jimmy, no Jerry. Bro. It's Jerry. Uh, it is it's, Jerry. It's Jerry. Jerry. I was close. J E R I. They had to spell it for me. Jerry. That's a okay. unique name. So Jerry had like one of the gifts that was given was a bottle of barefoot wine and some wine glasses. And so Jerry tries to sneak off with that, but like the last play of the game, our friend Matt <laughs> steals it. Stole and then, it right and off then, of her face. and then he drinks it right in front of her. <laughs> she was so no, no. Jerry was so salty that she left. She didn't even take her dirty Santa gift, man. She left it. She bro. left it, bro. She was upset. <laughs> and like when Matt stole it, she was like, "No, this is frozen. This is frozen. You can't steal it." And uh, Matt was like, "Uh, no, it's not. Wrongo. <laughs> it's not. Uh, wrongo. Wrongo." <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, that I, that I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I just want to thank everybody that came and yeah. everybody that didn't. I'm sure you had good reasons, but yeah. we, we sure did miss you. Yeah. Best part of the night, though, I have to say this. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, the whole night, you know, Gary forgot the ham, so tensions were high. <laughs> tensions were not high. <laughs> they weren't high at all, but um, anyway, um, Whitney... The, she also lives with Gary and Paxson at the house. Right? It's one of Gary's roommates. And she's like the nicest person that known to man. Known to man that you'll ever meet. She's like so nice, never says anything to like conflict or confront anybody. She's a super nice person. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what, what, what had happened. Like, no, see what happened. I'll give you a little backstory. So, Whitney, we, me, Paxson, and Will, we've had a Christmas tree. For years, for the, the, the whole time we've lived yeah, there. Yeah, four years. And it's a little, it's a, just because it's small, it gets hated on. It's a little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yeah, it's tree. like a twig with a couple of Yeah, and of. dude, it's perfect. It has, it's got a little ornament that we put on it. It's got a little blue, like the blanket from Charlie Brown. Yeah, it's like, awesome. It's it really all, is. yeah. Well, that just didn't satisfy Whitney. Whitney comes in and says, "Oh, we gotta have a big old honking Christmas tree," <laughs> and so and so it she's is, like, "It is a huge tree." So she's like, "We're gonna put it right here by the TV where our lamp normally is." And I'm like, "No, there's no way because it's too big." And Paxton, her her boyfriend of two years, is like, "Whitney, there's no way that tree is gonna fit there." <laughs> okay, so we compromise and we have this other area that I could just clean out. I had some, I had like my printer and like some of my books and papers and stuff. And I was like, I'll clean out that area and we can put it behind the couch where it's not in the way. So we agree on that. I do that the night before the party. I clean it. I clean out that area and everything. I get home that day <laughs> and the tree has not moved. It's up in the area by the TV where our lamp goes. and the area that I had cleaned out is still just cleaned out. And I'm like, what the heck? And so you can't see the TV. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I remember now. So um, <laughs> you can't see the TV when you're sitting like on the right-hand side of the couch. It's a big sectional couch that basically co like covers the whole living room. And uh, we were just like talking trash about the, about the tree, you know, saying how <laughs> you can't even see the TV. The tree's in the way. 
And then she, you know, was like playing along with it. You know, we're just arguing with each other. And uh, Gary's like, yeah, we had a perfectly good tree that uh, we could have put up, the Charlie Brown tree. And she was like, no, Gary, that tree is so terrible and all this. And then he just kept, Gary just kept going yeah, on I asked, and hounding and hounding about it. No, Bailey, Bailey Duncan, Zach's girlfriend, was sitting on that particular area of the couch. And I said, I said, Bailey, I said, Bailey, <laughs> tell me, can you see the entirety of our TV? <laughs> and then Whitney just lost it. Dude, okay, okay, you know, I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about. But, like, have you seen the videos of people roasting each other? Like, where they stick their hand out straight forward with, like, all their fingers touching together. And, like, like when they're, when they're executing a roast, they point it in their face and, like, hold their hand right in front of their face, point at them. Well, she, like, jetted forward, like, out of nowhere. I didn't even see her. Threw both of her hands in Gary's face <laughs> and said, You forgot the ham! <laughs> Because he ruined the whole night by not for bringing the ham. And the look on Gary's face, I've, I've yelled at Gary probably at more times than I can even remember. And I have not flustered him that bad before. It was the look on his face, like the hair on the side of his head got blown back by the wind coming <laughs> yes. from, from her yell. Dude, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I wish I, I, wish I could yell at you and fluster you like that because i've tried i've yelled at gary so much and it it has no effect but she threw both her hands in his face and yelled at him and he looked like a dog that had just got i was like a scared down. deer man oh it was so funny i wish you could have seen it she could dude she would have whipped my behind right in that moment dude. <laughs> she'd have killed you, no bro. doubt like i would have been defenseless i think it was just so funny because i've never even like heard her yell or like get mad at all and she it was just the sheer force of it of Dude, her yelling at you I've it was so with, funny bro i've lived with whitney for probably six over six months around six months she's never yet we've never yelled <laughs> it's like we we talk and like she's I'm, she's really cool like i have i have built a good relationship with her like she's yeah. awesome and that just took me <laughs> off. Dude, she just lost it for a second. But, you know, I was thinking. Oh, it was so funny. I was thinking. Oh, my goodness. It's probably that six months that has just built up yeah. over time. Just little <laughs> things, little comments. Like, you oh. know, maybe leaving stuff on the counter. Leaving, you know, maybe not doing the dishes as much as I need to. Thanks, Whitney, for, you know, picking up the slack. Oh, so we, uh, we enjoy that. That was by far. Oh, I laughed so hard. That was my best laugh of the night. No, she then, she came uh, up. She afterwards. actually apologized. Yeah, she came I up. I wish she wouldn't have though. That was so funny. <laughs> oh man, it was. She funny. came up uh, like a few hours after, and and she she gave me a hug and was like, "I'm sorry, Gary. I feel bad." I don't know. I was still scared. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> I was still I loved scared. It. I wish I would have had it on video. I'd have laughed at it every time. Anyway, all in all, the Christmas gathering was a success. Had a great time. That's what Christmas is about: giving. Seeing your friends and family, letting everybody know you love them. You know, it was just a good time. I'm glad we did it. No doubt. Well, I plan on doing it again next year if we have the opportunity. If oh, yeah, can. for sure. For sure. So, what else did you get into? That was kind of last weekend. What did you get into last this week? Weekend. Um, this week, uh, it's just a normal week for me. I didn't really do much. Um, just some normal stuff. Went and got, did some Christmas shopping. Well, when I say I did Christmas shopping, my wife was Christmas shopping. That, I, I will say, that is a plus of being married, is that my wife can shop a lot better than me. 
and she knows what people like and everything. So when the Christmas shopping time comes around, I can just be like, hey, you know, I need you to go get some presents. It sounds pretty lazy. It, I mean, it is. It sounds but... <laughs> pretty lazy. It is pretty lazy, but effective? Yes. Effective? <laughs> efficient? Of course. <laughs> Not. I didn't do too much this week. I took final exams. You okay? Dude. You okay uh, over yeah, there? Good. Went down Sorry. the wrong pipe? Yeah, I took a drink. Went down the wind pipe. Anyway. So I took final exams, and I took my final, final oh, of college. No. I graduate did you, tomorrow. Did you shed a tear? No. I bolted out of that thing. <laughs> I was like, I, dude, honestly, it didn't even hit me. I had to go to work like a little bit later in the Gary day. Gary graduates college tomorrow. My baby's growing up. <laughs> da, dude, da, da, I'm, da, I'm pretty da. excited. I'm pretty excited. As you should be. You should feel accomplished and proud. Yeah, I, I, I do want to talk about, I mean, since I, I am graduating, I'd like to talk about just my, like, reflect on my college experience for a second. Let's hear it. So, I went into college, and I mean, I you were you were there. I lived with you. Yeah. And so we, I don't know. We I, I developed relationships with people that lived with me, that people I went to school with, people I worked with at at jobs around I me. Mean, I worked at Lockwood Electric. I worked at Vacation Tour and Travel, selling the vacations greatest, over the The greatest the company in the history of the earth. No, nah, they're probably burnt <laughs> to the ground by now. No, Dollar General. I worked there for two days. Bro, you worked there for one day. No, dude, I worked there for two days. Two days. <laughs> yeah. They, hey, they, they... Just a disclaimer to people who are thinking that, oh, this guy worked two days. No, I said, I told <laughs> the manager, I told the manager, I said, I can't Buzz work off. on Saturdays <laughs> or Sundays. My first two days were Saturday and Sunday. So I was like, gonzo. Anyways. Peace. Yeah, I, just like relationships that I've developed. And I want to say like when I first got into school, it took, it took time to develop those skills of building relationships because my first two years I mean I was still like I've always kind of been a social butterfly but like I wasn't good at like talking to like new people all the time yeah and so it's a challenge my, my first two years of college like I didn't like reach out to like a lot of my classmates and it was really tough on me as far as like having to do everything myself. So, for example, these last two years where I've gotten into the nutrition department at UCA, um, I've, I've developed and had, had classes with the same people and have just networked and built relationships. And like you can learn from anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Especially when you get people together and they have a common goal which i mean my classmates have a common goal yeah man so i don't know i've i've enjoyed the people that i've been around especially these last two years in my classes and i've definitely enjoyed working at, at conway regional i've built some i would i would say lifelong relationships with some people at conway yeah so it's been a, awesome. it's been a good experience um but i'm definitely looking ahead man like i've I'm going, uh, going to apply for graduate school and uh, going to try and extend my education just a little bit further. 
and then try and get out and make some kind of impact. We'll we'll take it one step at a time. There you go, man. That's all you can do. Uh, touching on what you were talking about, <clears throat> I was actually talking to our friend Marcus at the Christmas gathering, and uh, Marky Mark. Yeah, and we were talking about college and stuff like that. And I'm actually going back to college in January. And uh, anyway, we just got to talking about how when, like, whenever somebody first starts college, you never really know what you what you want to do. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, I was one of those that thought I did know what I yeah. wanted to do. And we were talking about how, you know, you finally get away from your parents and get away from most authorities. I mean, you still have people that, you know, can tell you what to do and stuff like that. But um, you really just want to do your own thing. Like, you're not so much worried about your future per se. I mean, obviously you are, you're going to college, but it's not really in the forefront of your mind what you want to do for the, you know, entirety of your life or what career path you plan to pursue or where you want to work at. You just want to go and have a good time, basically. And uh, we got to talking about how now that, you know, we've matured a little bit. I'm not saying that we're, you know, mature beyond our years by any means, you know, we still have, I still act like a kid all the time, but definitely. Yeah. (laughs) But now that you're a little older, you actually want to learn. Does that make sense? There's like a, there's like a time in most of the time in your college career or just any time in your life where once you reach a certain point, you want to learn more about what interests you. You don't, you don't go to college just because, um, you want to necessarily get a degree, although you do want that you actually want to learn what you're going for. Yeah. And I could say that about myself. Like I, I wasted a lot of time and a lot of money by not paying attention and not, you know, trying as hard as I possibly could while in college. But now that I'm a little older, you know, I got, got married. I have, you know, not necessarily my wife depending on me cause she has a job too, but I have people that, you know, you have obligations, are, I have obligations, people that are looking towards me or looking at me for things. So now I want to go back to get a degree, obviously, but because I want to learn about what interests me. It's not that I want yeah. to go just to get the degree. I want to go to further my knowledge and to actually learn. And I thought that was interesting. We were talking about how he said he has buddies from other countries that he met while, you know, doing his, uh, he did an internship or whatever. What yeah, he was did it? an internship down in St. Petersburg, Yeah, St. Petersburg, Florida. He said, I think it was from... Might have been European countries from Sweden, I think. Yeah, he's from Sweden. Good buddies. Yeah. And he said when they uh, get out of high school, almost every time the student takes a year off in between college and high school just so they can go out and experience things by themselves and not, you know, under the mundane um, rules and regulations of high school. They can just go do things, figure out, you know, what they enjoy and what they like. And then the year after that is when they go to college. And most of the time, in the United States, that's when people drop out of college is their first year because everything gets going so crazy and the classes pile up, the homework piles up, but they they finally get away from, you know, authority and their parents and things yeah. like that. And they, they drop out because they have so much going on, they don't know what they want to do. So I thought that was interesting how other other places, you know, they don't usually go to college directly from high school. And I can see how that could be beneficial because that's basically what I did. I just was messing around the whole, you know, first year that I was in college. I just wanted to do whatever I wanted to do and I didn't take everything too serious. But now that I've, you know, matured a little bit and grown up, I actually want to, you know, go to class and learn and 
yeah. things like that. Well, I think <clears throat> I think that when I think it's ridiculous, honestly, to think that coming out from under your parents. We're just going to use a very very general like uh, stereotypical high school student that's coming out of of high school going into college to be thrown into a situation where you're you're no longer under your parents you may not be completely independent but you have a higher degree of independence and you're not in the proximity most of the time of your parents and so to think that you can go out and adjust to that situation while taking 12 to 16 hours of college classes and doing good in them i think it's i think it's against the odds like there are resilient kids and there oh yeah people that do yeah. it i mean and and that's also true like there are a bunch of people that do that like my wife did that you know she got good grades all throughout college you know went the four years and she was done but yeah, she stayed at her parents didn't she yeah she did she actually did live with, live with her parents but there are some people like paxton did it he uh our buddy paxton he he lived with us yeah I mean, and you know I mean, he graduated in four years <laughs> gary did it so I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying, and I mean, part of that was my fault too, that, you know, that I didn't pay attention like I should. Hey, as long as you realize but, that, Will. Yeah. You live <laughs> yeah you, people you people live learn. learn. People learn in different ways. Like the fire's not hot until you touch it, and sometimes it takes a little longer for you to touch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it may take you more times touching it to figure <laughs> yeah. it out. I probably touched it a lot. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was interesting. But. Gary finished college. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Dude, so I gra- I want to talk about this a little bit. This is this is big time for me. Um I'm graduating tomorrow. Like that's that is something that I've been working for for the last four and a half years. Um but I've also in the past oh, th- three or four months decided that I'm going to run a marathon. So I'm going to give you a, kind of the story on this because it's, it's a, there's been a little bit of adversity that's taken place. So back in the summer, my, my buddy Merck, he starts running like a lot. And I'm like, holy crap, there's something wrong with him because he like doesn't like cardio and never really ran a lot. He was more into like uh, lifting weights, doing functional exercises, stretching, you know, things of that nature but he just starts running and I'm like what the heck and so he's like yeah man I just started listening to to David Goggins which we've mentioned on the podcast uh, he actually came out with a book called Can't Hurt Me highly suggest you look into it it's a good read um anyways he's like I looked into David Goggins he just got me pumped and he's like I just I just got up and ran and I think I think I'm gonna run a marathon like that's something that I'm, I know that I'm weak at. I'm not good with, with my cardiovascular endurance and I need to confront my weaknesses. Like don't, just because you have, just because you're weak in an area doesn't mean you should avoid it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now he said that and I was like, well, crap, I'm, I've never ran a marathon. I think I've, uh, coach Glover made us run some dirt roads in high school basketball. And that was terrible but we probably ran maybe what four miles yeah, at probably, the most yeah no more than that no more than five miles yeah so i was like i'm i'm gonna i'm just gonna throw myself into this i hadn't trained anything or anything yet i was just like all right i'll run this marathon with you so he's like all right so the marathon that i'm planning on running 
is called the Three Bridges Marathon. That's the big time marathon in Arkansas. It's in Little Rock. And we were going to, it's like $75 entry fee, $80 entry fee. We'll, we were just like, you know, we'll, we'll buy it closer to the time. So a few months go by, he's down in Florida doing his internship, still training. I've been training and just running like a madman. And we figure out that we graduate on the same day as the marathon, December 15th, which is tomorrow. So we were like, okay, no big deal. That's kind of adds to the narrative for us. Like it's like, you know, ultimate day of accomplishment. We're going to run this marathon and then we're going to graduate because we just, for some silly reason, we just assumed that we graduated in the afternoon. <laughs> well, we don't graduate in the afternoon. We graduate at 9 a.m. And we didn't figure that out until about a little less than a month before we were going to run the marathon. So we're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? So I weighed my options and I was like, I still want to run the marathon. I still want to run it on the day we graduate because that's been the narrative for so long. But I want to run it before I graduate because like I'm not going to want to run after I graduate. There's going to be people that are wanting to celebrate and I've got like a party lined up that I'm going to. And I'm sure that all my buddies are going to want to do something afterwards, which Will's going to be there. I'll be hanging out with my mama. (laughs) My mama, Gary. Um, So we're going to run it before and we're going to start at about 1 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) So we're going to head out we're going to run run the marathon. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to run the marathon and uh, get back to the house, probably eat a bunch of pancakes and just, just as many carbohydrates as I can fit into my body, and then we're going to go graduate. <laughs> it sounds like a plan, Stan. So it's, what is it, four, it's about 4.15 right now, so after we get done with this podcast, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm headed home going to bed. <laughs> How long does the marathon take, like four hours? If you're really fast. So for you, about five hours? Uh, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to say. Seriously, weather permitting. Weather so permitting. it's very notable to mention that it's probably going to be raining. It has rained for the past like 24 hours plus. Yeah, dude, it's soaked. Ground is soaked. So it's, man, but you know. So probably four or five hours? When, when I saw, when I saw the weather uh, for, for, 1 a.m. in the morning, it says there's a 70% chance of thunderstorms. And my mind was like, oh, man, at first. But then I was just like, you know what? Good. You know you know what I'm talking That's about? good, son. Yeah. There's this, there's this dude named Jocko Willing. Get some. Get some. He, he says when adversity comes in your face or something that you've been working for, you just say good, and you, you, you show the adversity that you've put in the work to overcome it. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of relating this to my scenario, I've spent the last three or four months doing something I really don't want to do. I don't like running. I've been running, like, 10 miles. I, I think the most I've ran was, like, 15 miles, which is not really – you need to be running, like, 20 miles before you run a marathon. But, you know, we're going we're gonna to do it. Anyways, like I've said, like, I've, I've spent the – last few months working 
my butt off for this. And right here at the end, like all of these, all of these moments of adversity have, have risen. Like whether it be that we graduate on the same day, uh, whether it be that we graduate at 9 a.m. and the Three Bridges Marathon starts at 8 a.m., um, the, the weather, like all of these things are standing in my way and it gives me the opportunity to create an excuse in my mind to let myself off the hook. And that is just, that is not an option because I, I have put work into this. Like if you want to do something bad enough, you will make it happen. And this, I know some people are saying like, this marathon is not that big of a deal. Well, if, if you keep saying that to all these things, all these small things in your life, then it accumulates into a big deal. So I don't know. I, I, find, it, I find it good to, to do things that you don't like sometimes. Like, I don't like running, but I've grown so much from this. Like, set a goal and, and try to achieve that goal. Because after a while, you look up and you you start realizing that you're a pretty competent individual. Like you, you've started, you've done these things. And when another moment of adversity comes in your face, like real life, you can look back and say, well, yeah, this is tough, but look what I've already done. Look, mm-hmm. look what I've already went through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a concept that, that David Goggins talks about. It's called the cookie jar concept. I love it. It's, it's when you get in those moments of, <clears throat> It's when you get in those moments of strife and trial and pain and suffering that you, you reach for the cookie jar. The cookie jar is where you keep these, these accomplishments that you've done. For example, I'll, I'll give you an example. I hiked out, I hiked 19, no, my bad. It was like 12 miles, 12 miles out of the Grand Canyon. That was one of the hardest things I've ever put my body through. It's, it, and when I say Grand Canyon, you think hot, but it actually snowed like four inches on us that day. And so when I get in a moment of just like pain and suffering, for example, when I was out running 10 miles here training for this marathon, I was like, dude, you've hiked out of the freaking Grand Canyon 12 miles. Like you pull those things out and they give you the confidence. Like it builds your confidence. And a lot of a lot of the things, the issues that I see people deal with stems from a lack of confidence. So I, I don't know. I just feel like when you challenge yourself, when you challenge yourself, whether it be like completely necessary or not, you prepare yourself for when it real adversity that matters comes about. I can dig that. That's true. That is true. I saw a quote the other day, and it said, it was actually, I don't remember what it was. It was like a review of some book or something, and it said, there are, there are no excuses in life, only opportunities to try harder. Yeah. I thought that was so awesome. Because <laughs> you can make anything an excuse. I'm guilty of it really bad, is you know taking this small little thing and making it an, an excuse for you know, a task I'm trying to accomplish. And there's no such thing as excuses. Yeah. There's, you, only, there's only a reason that you can try harder. Yeah. You can beat any excuse with more effort. You don't lack the resources. You lack the resourcefulness. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah. It's like, don't, seriously, man. I, I get so irritated. I'm a, I'm a real mellow, laid back dude. 
And I, I hear people all the time inside, I'm just burning because they're just making excuses for themselves. Like it's like they have they have fallen into this this weird cultural norm that we've developed to accept mediocrity. Oh, I want to go home and just just get by. I just want to show up and work, do this. Like, go out and kill it. You know what I'm saying? Get some. Go bro. out and freaking kill it. Don't make excuses for yourself. Find reasons to excel. Build your confidence, man. I'm on one right Dude, now. I'm not even going to lie. The other day, uh, I was listening to David Goggins recently did a podcast with uh, Joe Rogan. He did another one. It was probably a week ago. And, uh, dude, he was talking about just, he was talking about how he doesn't listen to music whenever he's running. And I was like, dude, that's so crazy. <laughs> that's terrible. And, but, but no, he said, you have to be able to find motivation within yourself. Cause what happens when the music isn't there? What happens when life knocks you down and the headphones aren't on, you know, you got to find that motivation within yourself to keep going. And dude, I, okay. So I was running around the block. It was misting. Oh, I was I was like, dude, I don't want to run, but I have to. So I was running, and I ran. I usually run two laps. That's like a little over a mile. So I was like, dude, I can go another lap. So I'm running, dude. I'm hurting so bad, like, and just something in my head. I was like, dude, you can do this. Quit being a little baby and just keep running. You can at least do one more lap. And the dude, it fired me up like, like no other song ever has. Like listening to music, it was unbelievable. What he was yeah. saying was true, and and like it's so cliche to think that. Like, oh, well, he's just saying that, you know, that doesn't really work. But, dude, it genuinely worked. Like, just in my own head, I was just pumping myself up, you know, talking, hyping myself up. And it gave me, like, a boost of adrenaline. And I just, like, ran two more laps after that. Self-talk is huge. And there's two types. There's positive and negative self-talk. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people. And and a lot of this goes on in the the heads of people, the the, the self-talk. But some of them have such a negative self-talk, they literally, like, in, in conversation, you'll hear them doubt themselves. Like, you'll hear people say, oh, I'm, whether it's appearance, whether it's ability, like, oh, I'm, I'm not that pretty, or I'm not that, I'm not that gifted, I can't do that. Like, it comes out in, like, a verbal self-talk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Not even just in their head. They're actually yeah, saying it. Yeah, it's so important to, to realize that you're amazing. Like, you have so much potential within you. That's you true. You just got to unlock it. You just got to be resourceful. You got to unlock it, baby. And I think that's a good note to finish that up on, is that you can do a lot more than you think you can. You're better than you think you are. And by degrading yourself and doubting yourself, you're never going to accomplish your full potential. So... Go out there, hype yourself up, listen to some tunes. You can listen to music. It doesn't matter. Just with anything. I definitely listen to music. David yeah. Goggins is crazy. He's an animal. Yeah. But, you know. I'm not an animal. Whatever works but for you. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be exercise. <laughs> yeah, it can be, you know, you're going to give a speech or you're going to work. You got to try this, you know, new thing. You're doing something new. You're doing something that you want to get better at. Just go in there with a positive mindset, hype yourself up, get a little juiced, and just do whatever go you got to do. Go kill it. Go kill it. Go get some. <laughs> So, oh, so something, something is very important. And this is kind of a segue, but it's very related to what we were just talking about. Is it, it makes it easier for yourself to realize how amazing you are and realize your potential when you surround yourself with people that realize your potential and in their own regard are killing it. 
because that inspires you. Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent true. I'll give you I'll give you an example. So I hang out I hang out with Marcus a lot, and Marcus is a very driven, motivational dude. We get on we get on some awesome tangents just talking about like I don't know motivate well, not really even motivation, just like accomplishing what you set out to do, and like in our college experience. I've seen him and he's seen me like do things and move towards what we're trying to accomplish. And we've talked about it. Um, like we have been such inspirations to each other. And like, I don't think it would have been, I can speak for me on this. It would not have been nearly as easy for me to move in the direction that I know that I was meant to go if I didn't have somebody that saw my potential and, and related to me in that way. Yeah, that's, that's true for sure. Because, you know, an example is like the greatest form of teaching, in my opinion. Like you can read something yourself, but when you see an example of somebody actually living out or doing what was written or what has been said, then that's, a, that's like the greatest teacher for me. It's like, it's not just somebody saying it, it's that you actually see someone doing and living what was written. Yeah. So, and also I think that's, I'll kind of branch off on this. Literature is another great motivator. I mean, individuals and, you know, your real friends and real people would be the greatest motivator for me personally, like seeing somebody else do something. But literature as well, like reading about, you know, people that have done this and done that is also like super motivating for me. Yeah, and it's super accessible. Whereas somebody that, may be an amazing person and more than likely if they're an amazing person that does see the potential in you they're probably out killing it and they're busy too so like books are something to get into for real like if if you if you lack inspiration motivation education whatever it is (laughs) get into books like and i was like man we're just on one right now i was actually i was actually uh listening to this guy talk about the types of books that you need to be reading. And so like he doesn't really etch out specific books. But yeah, specific books, but he he etches out types of books. So for example, like one type of book that you need to read is a book that is in your area of interest. Like if you have a craft or a trade or or studying science or business or whatever, get books on it. If you want to be something, be the best at it. Be the best you can be at it. So get in there and and learn. Learn about it. Become inspired by it. So that's one type of book, like your your area of interest. The other type of book that this guy mentioned was you need to read a little bit about like the mind, the human mind, because that's what you are. Like your mind makes sense of everything. Your mind is what gets sad. Your mind is what gets happy. And you, you have the ability to control that. For example, if you're in a situation and something happens that really flusters you, it's not the situation that flusters you. It's your mind that is getting flustered and you're, you're not in control of it. So it's it's a lack of control that you really do have. Like your mind is so powerful. So highly suggest you look into 
whether it's psychology or just somebody talking about just mental fortitude, it could be anything, but it's it's important to understand the mind's capabilities. And then the last type of book that he mentions is one that inspires you. So that that can be really anything. That can be self-help, that can be motivation, that can be uh, fantasy, like if fantasy inspires you, if you're an artist and that inspires you, like find something that inspires you. So kind of branch the books down into those three categories if you do get into to reading. Yeah, that's true. Also, um, I'll, I'll talk about that for a second. The David Goggins book, he recently, I don't know when he released it, probably three weeks ago maybe, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, he's not by any means a writer or an inspirational speaker or anything of that nature. He literally just tells his story of his life and that in turn inspires people. But he had an interesting statement when I listened to an interview with him. He was saying that if if you don't want to feel something in your mind and in your heart, then don't read his book. Because books that are, you know, genuinely inspirational and motivational, when somebody reads them, it's going to do something to them. Like if you read a very good book, I mean, you can't just read it and just, you know, throw it on the shelf and say, okay, well, that was cool, you know, and not, not feel anything from reading it. So if, when, when I say read books that inspire you, read, read the book with intentions of being inspired. Like, don't just, don't just pick up a book and read it just because somebody told you to. Like, if you're reading a motivational book, you're reading a, a book to learn something or to further your craft or just general knowledge, read it with the, an, with the anticipation and expectation of learning from it and gathering something from it and applying it to your life. Don't just read something because somebody told you to and expect it to you know, all work out. When you read books like this, take the time to you know, learn about the author, learn about who's, who's talking about it, see if they're an expert or you know, well-versed in what they're talking about and apply it to your life. Don't just read stuff and just kind of toss it down and don't think about it. You have to meditate and dwell on things that you read for it to really hit home. That's, that's just my opinion. That's, I have, I'm speaking for myself when I say all that. Yeah, I mean, if you don't reflect on what you read, how are you supposed to ever absorb any of the knowledge? Yeah, well, and basically what I'm saying to end it off is if you, wanna be in, if you really don't want to be inspired, you're just you know, kind of teetering on the idea, then don't read the book <laughs> because if you read these books by you know David Goggins and people like that that are, have lived it and have been through adversity and or tell you a surefire way to get out of you know hard times and a way to motivate your mind and yourself, then don't read it because when you read it, you will want to make a change. So if you're not fully committed, you know I'm going to make a change, then. So but, basically but what basically, he's saying, you need to read the book. Basically just read the book. Read man. the book, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. Reading's important. Reading's changed my life. Um, and, like, I, I really don't read that much. Like I, don't I, I made a, I I made a goal. Much. I made a goal at the beginning of this year to read 12 books, which is one book a month. And they're not big. I don't read very big books. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's... I don't think that's unreachable. Yeah. I and if I you're not, if you're like super not a reader, do like three or six books a year. Like, yeah. But there, there's so much to be gained out of, out, of, out of literature. Like that's the closest thing that we have to capturing 
people's thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Yep. Like you can listen to a piece of music that somebody has produced and like it makes you feel a certain way, but you don't under like you don't have as great of an understanding for that. Same goes with a piece of uh, art, like a piece of, or a picture, like a canvas. But when somebody writes down their thoughts, when a, when some individual writes down their thoughts in a book, you you understand it to a greater degree, and then once you reflect on it. You can apply, you, you, see, you see these these concepts or whatever they're talking about unfold in your life and you have the opportunity to apply some of their concepts or, or um, things that they've suggested trying. So, yeah. And also, it kind of all ties together. Like right now, I, I don't read fiction books very often, but I'm reading Game of Thrones. I know it's been out for a super long time. <laughs> My mom's read all those. Yeah. They're actually really old. The first one was like 1996. The first one was written. That's, that's, what, that's when I was born, Will. I know. I'm just, that's older than I thought. I thought they were, you know, within the past 10 years, but I was mistaken. Anyway. Calling me old. <laughs> old head. Anyway, um, just like I said, I don't read many fiction books, but when you... When you find an author or somebody that you, you know, like to read or things like that, you can tell when they're putting their whole effort and their whole mind into, into describing the scene or the, the whatever's going on in the book. Does that make sense? It's like this guy, he puts in so many details about each person and like what they're feeling, what they're thinking, like the surroundings of the, of the, setting that he's trying to capture and it just makes you appreciate people that you know can do things like that that can paint a picture that'll speak to somebody or write down you know a or write not even a book but just an article or anything that will inspire people and it really makes you think about how much that they've practiced and how much they've put into the craft of what they're doing which you know leads back into what we were saying it doesn't matter what you're doing you can be running you can be reading writing you know, painting, making music, you know, just doing your job every day. I mean, your everyday job. Take the time to put in the work and, you know, let people know just by what you're doing that you love what you do and that you appreciate what's, you know, what you're doing. Well, what you said kind of reminded me, we talked a couple podcasts ago about, um, well, you were just talking about the the person that wrote the article, and it makes you appreciate like how much work they've put into writing to where they've gotten to a point where they can bring across a point like that. We talked about a few podcasts ago. When you look at when you look at somebody and you and you don't understand like why they're so passionate about what it is because you just haven't haven't done that. What Will is saying is a, is a very good way to to appreciate authors and writers because although you may not understand why they like waking up and writing an hour a day or however much an author writes, you can appreciate when you read their work and like where they're coming from if you really put your mind in that place. So... Going on what Will says, it doesn't matter what you do, do it with the best of your abilities and, and bring it across in a way that you can inspire others. Yeah, that's 100% true. Because, man, I don't read fiction books very often, and I very rarely have read a fiction book ever. Like, 
in high school, I wouldn't, I didn't read like, especially not fiction books, but just the way that he was describing and, you know, t- talking about the characters and the, just the progression of the characters throughout the whole story. He was talking about what they were thinking in their heads, you know, it was just wild to think about. I never, I've honestly never looked at a book that way before. And just something in my head, I was like, man, he is really laying it out there. And it <laughs> yeah. was amazing just to think about. And that's people awesome. who do that have some creative minds. And that's awesome. So go out there and read a book. That's basically what we're saying. Read a book. Read a book. I didn't, exp- <laughs> I didn't expect you to get off on books, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, me either. I'm not a big reader, but just been- something about it. I don't know. It was just cool. How far are you through Game of Thrones, bro? They got like five books, and they're like, no, eight, I mean, I mean, eight hundred pages a piece. No, I mean, like, why? How how far have you gotten in the book you're reading? I'm assuming you're on the first one. No, I finished it. I got the second. Oh, one. you finished the first one? Yeah, bro. Bro, you have been reading books. Eight hundred pages. Yeah, I'm waiting until I want to read all the books and then watch the show because they're they're fixing to come out with the last season of the show now. And I don't know when it is, probably a couple of weeks or maybe a month. I don't know for sure. But I want to read all the books before I, I watch the show. And the books are generally correlated with the seasons of the show. I don't know how many seasons they have. But the first book is like the first season of the show and a little bit of the second, I think. And I think they just keep going on like that for the rest of the, hmm. for the, rest of the series. I know that the, the TV show kind of breaks away from the books. Yeah, it might. They it might, be, it might well, a little bit. Well, what happened? No, what no, happened I, I, is they bought the TV show from the author because the author couldn't. The author wasn't writing books fast enough. Oh, so they just continued it. They just continued yeah. it their own way. Believe me, my mom. She's like a mega fan. She told me all about it. So yeah, I don't know anything about it all. So don't roast me for saying. Something, I have no. Well, I don't incorrectly. I don't know anything about I'm it. I'm just now starting out, baby. Give me a break. Nah, <laughs> oh, dude. Anyway. I bet, dude, I bet my mom would come on the podcast. Krusty? Yeah, dude. I bet she would. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Christy. Dude, no, I call her Krusty, too. <laughs> I, I work, I work like my supervisor in the lab. Her name's Christy. You call her Krusty? I haven't ever called her Krusty, <laughs> but there's, then there's this other nurse that works in the CCU. Her name is Christy, and I do call her Krusty. <laughs> <laughs> she does not like it. <laughs> I do not like it. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh man. Anyway, so I, I guess we're gonna kind of wrap up here. But uh, I just I want to say one more thing. And this, I don't know how we got off on the whole motivation thing. We seem to do that pretty often, bro. Don't question. <laughs> just accept it. When we get rolling, things just roll. <laughs> they you do. just whatever comes to your head. You just keep rolling with it. That's the way you got to go. Um, but take ownership of yourself. And you, you can look at that in many, in many ways, but kind of the way we've been saying it in this podcast is if you like doing something, own it and do it and put it out there. How will anybody know that you are gifted and talented in your own unique way if you don't own yourself? So you can do it in that way and then own yourself like as far as responsibility goes. If you mess up, own it. Like own yourself as a complete whole individual. And you will see you will see results. Let me just tell you. I'm down with that. <laughs> I'm down with that. 100%. 100%. Man. That was good, Gary. 
Gary's feeling it. I'm feeling Gary's it. Gary's feeling it. I'm running a marathon in like less than 12 hours, so I'm like, I'm kind of nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm, Are you feeling it, Mr. Krabs? I, no. Are you feeling it, I'm Mr. Krabs? I'm trying to find that motivation within myself that you were talking yeah. about earlier. So I guess I'm just trying to like indirectly pump everybody else up to pump myself up. Yeah, you'll definitely need some music. For five hours, if I'm running oh, for five hours, I don't care. I'm listening to some music, dude. I've got, I, I've spent the last you two, got a five hour two, playlist, two or three months, like yeah, with a it's called Run, my Run playlist. <laughs> that's that's the my favorite thing about running though is listening to music, which I talked about this, and just like dancing, which I'm not gonna be doing any dancing running a marathon. Yeah, but, you might be hurting, but uh, take ample amounts of water. Anyways, All you right. got you got any closing words for us, Will? Man. You you smack the nail on the head with those, baby. I'm, we're just going to ride off in the sunset with that. Okay. Well, you can find me on Instagram at GaryTheGreat96. That's G-A-R-Y-T-H-E-G-R-E-A-T-9-6. And on Snapchat at Gary, G-A-I-R-Y. And you can find me on Instagram, Will underscore Pennington, zero, zero. And on Twitter as the Scavenger Twenty Three. Also, you can find both of us, baby, on uh, Instagram at Casual Conversation Podcast. That's <laughs> Casual Conversation Podcast. And uh, we we kind of been slacking on the uploads on that. Uh, we'll try and get get it cranked up here before too long. You know. Oh, we're going to get it cranked up. We'll get it cranked up. up. We're going to get it cranked up. Right now, we're just kind of turning the key. We haven't really got it cranked up yet. No, 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 no. it hasn't even done that yet. We're just like... Yeah. We got to get a new starter. Yeah. And YouTube has been lacking as well. You know, once we... It's just kind of a busy time. We're going to... It's the holidays. We'll be cranking up on that, too, at the first of the year. I think... I always say that. We need to just crank up on it now. But the first of the year, that's two weeks away. You know, we're going to try and start rolling out with that. And the YouTube channel is also, take a guess, Casual Conversation Podcast with the same cover art and yeah. everything. Give us, a, give us a shout out, hashtag Casual Conversation Podcast. Um, we, would, we would greatly appreciate it. And we, we love it. We've gotten some really good feedback on, on Instagram. Yeah. Like we have some people message us and everything. So if you, if you feel led to hate on us or to give us good some or good, bad. yeah, like we, hey, we're wanting we'll it. We'll take we're, it all. We'll take the criticism. We'll take the love. Any we, of pre- it. we prefer the love. <laughs> <laughs> prefer the love. But if you got some constructive criticism, fire it at us. We, we can take it. So. With that being said, hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Go get some. (laughs) Gary out. Later.